millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and this week we're talking Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, plus all the latest movie news and trailers. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love talking about movies. So let's do it. Okay, Lee, so this week we saw Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, and this is the story of Autumn, and she's a 17-year-old and discovers that she's pregnant. As a minor, she can't obtain an abortion in her home state without parental consent. So Autumn is left with little choice but to travel to New York City with her cousin to get the help she needs. When Autumn discovers the one-visit procedure she had planned and budgeted for is actually more complicated and expensive, the young girls end up spending two days and nights wandering the streets of the Big Apple because they can't afford a place to stay. Now, it's a pretty grim kind of, you know, <laughs> this is what the movie's about. It's pretty, pretty grim, isn't it? It's hard hitting, definitely. It's written and directed by Eliza Hitman, who wrote and directed Beach Rats in 2018. And it stars Sydney Flanagan, which is in her film debut. She's a musician normally. Mm-hmm. And Talia Ryder, who is going to be seen in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story soon. Yes, well, we were meant to get that this Christmas, but it's pushed back a whole 12 months, so that's Mm. a shame. Oh, that's not Mm. soon then, is it? No, not so soon. (laughs) Now, this movie, when I came out of it, Tim, as you may remember, I was fuming, right? Yes. And let me tell you why. I was angry on a couple of levels. First, I was just furious at the injustice of the American healthcare system. And worldwide, for that matter, the stance on abortion and how politicized this is and how hard it is for someone in Autumn's position to get the help that she needs. It's so frustrating as a woman 
to see these kind of rights just so politicised. Mm, 100%, yeah. And w- what else uh, made you furious? Well, the, on the other hand, I was so cranky because it's such an important topic and I feel like it was told in the most uncomfortable way, which may have been a creative choice and we'll delve into that a little bit. But yeah, this movie I found so hard to watch from you know a topical point of view, but also mm. just from an enjoyment point of view. Two words that come to mind, and they're kind of mutually exclusive of each other. It was boring, but it was also mm. bleak. And I felt very similar to you in that I felt bad that I was so disappointed with the way that the film was told because it was so boring. Now, look, there's three things. Was it uncomfortable? Hell yes. Mm. Was it meant to be? Absolutely. Yes. But was it confronting? Yes. But it just felt boring. Mm, I just, I I feel awful about it. I really struggle with this as well because it's, you can't have them dancing around the city streets, you know, like you can't turn it into a musical number. It's, it's, Mm. it's a really hard topic to address. Yeah. And let's break down why. I mean, what was it about the movie that was just not clicking for you? Look, it was a very important subject matter, but for me it was told in a really mundane way. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned before that you think that it was an intentional way of telling this story. Yeah. You also mentioned the whole process with the healthcare system. Mm. It never broke away from the process, highlighting how mundane, laborious, how confronting it was. Yeah. In particular, that scene where the doctor is asking her a series of questions, whether they'd happen to her, never, rarely, mm. sometimes, always. And I think that went for like a solid 10 minutes. It, you, you never got respite from that. And, and you saw just her being affected by these really invasive but important questions in the process of going about an abortion. See, I'm going to take the opposite stance for you on that scene because I actually felt like that was one of the most powerful moments of the movie. And the performance from Sydney was incredible in that point. Like that really had me enthralled. That was really compelling. But everything else around it was the monosyllabic script. You know, Mm. the script is so light on. They barely say anything. And it's just a lot of walking around in the streets, a lot of staring at herself in the mirror, a lot of, Mm. you know, and... I don't want to um, take away from the performance of these two girls in this film because they were fantastic and Mm. the bond between them was instantly believable and the weight of what they're having to do to travel to a state they're not familiar with, a dangerous city for all intents and purposes, and basically try and stay awake because they can't sleep on the streets for their own safety. That's harrowing and that's really compelling. And I don't want to take away from that, but it just was, it dragged on for far too long and I just really couldn't get into it. Yeah. And look, I agree with you that never rarely, sometimes always seen was the one that got me. Mm. And I feel like if the film had delivered the impact and the emotion that that scene delivered, we would have had a movie that kind of stayed with you a little bit more and probably for more of the right reasons. Mm. Talking about the relationship between the characters of Autumn and her cousin Skylar, mm. they were devoid of any personality to the point of frustration for me in it. And they almost felt like strangers to each other. Really? However, they were very comfortable in each other's like company. She was, Mm. Skylar was just there to support Autumn and they very rarely spoke. And when they spoke, it was just really Mm. nothing. It was just two young, naive kids 
in a big city doing an incredibly tough thing in, mm. you know, making the decision to uh, to have an abortion, you know, far out, so rough. But do you think that was intentional because there wasn't a lot of background to how she got pregnant? Like they kept that very ambiguous intentionally, mm. obviously. And I came out of there thinking that that really frustrated me. But you brought up a good point that it was intentional because it almost doesn't matter what the reasons are. And I think from the healthcare point of view, they don't care what the reasons are that you need help. You know, you could have been raped. It could be a medically necessary thing, but it doesn't matter what your reasons are. You could have a very compelling reason to need an abortion and it doesn't matter because it's so highly politicized. And Mm. this movie, it's interesting and worth noting that this movie was inspired by a woman, a real life story of a woman living in Ireland who began to miscarry but was denied her request for an abortion and ended up ended up dying of sepsis so it was like a wow. it was a medically needed thing but it didn't matter because abortion is wrong mm, in the eyes yeah. of these politicians who are making these laws it's just ridiculous and so frustrating yeah it's really frustrating look it's such an important subject matter to be confronted with it's important Mm. i'm glad i watched this film because it educated me you know i could never try to even understand or comprehend the decision a woman needs to make and the fact that that decision is hers alone and should Mm. never be influenced by anyone else and i think that this movie really opened my eyes to wow just how insane and how like confronting that must be for for a woman for a young woman for Mm. any woman but yes, I think it was intentional, the ambiguity about her situation and how she felt pregnant, and that was open to interpretation. There were all these really subtle insights into her home life, into her work life, into her school life. And every man in her life was so creepy. Yeah, super creepy. That Oh my God, their boss who kissed their hand Ugh. after every shift through the little pigeonhole. Oh God. So you think it could be him, it could be her, what, stepfather or, or mm. a mother's mother's boyfriend. It could have been that kid at school that called her a slut during the competition, the singing competition. Mm. But then it almost we just moved on from that and it was simply just this story of these two young girls who were there to support each other through this pretty harrowing experience. Mm. And it was very confronting. I think I've used that word 500 times, but it's really the one word that comes to mind so strongly. It is kind of inspirational as well to see that she kept going to get the help Mm. that she needed. At such a young age, she understood what it Mm. meant to have to have this child. And even in her local healthcare clinic where she went to for help, the woman in that was trying to dissuade her from abortion. Yeah, like it's it was just, infuriating, wasn't it? Oh, so infuriating. I've used that word a million times too. <laughs> like, how dare you? You, you know, hmm. I just, yeah. So there were those moments that really elicited a reaction out of me and clearly you as well. Yes. That you kind of carry with you outside of the film, despite the issues with its pacing and oh. mundane nature. I don't want to dissuade people from seeing this film because it is no. really an important film to see. I just mm. really wish some different choices had been made. The headlines are that it's in no way sensationalised or trivialised. It's just, it almost felt like a documentary, Lee. Mm. Don't you think? It was very observational documentary style like. Yeah, it's very realistic. It's grounded in mm. realism and that's great. It makes for a great film. It's not going to be for everyone. No. It is an important film that I think think people should see if they can stomach it but be prepared that it feels like a long movie yes absolutely all right lee are we at that point in the review where we rate it how many popcorn kernels are you feeling 
I think it's also worth noting that this film has won a bunch of awards at Sundance Film Festival and Berlin Film Festival. But I feel in this case, it's a case of the emperor has no clothes. And, mm-hmm. you know, that fable that it's everyone's saying it's fantastic and it's wonderful and it's powerful and it's poignant and it's an important film and it's well done in places, but it's just... Mm not hitting the right notes for me and I'm going to give it two and a half popcorn kernels. I am on the complete same page as you. My rating is two and a half popcorn kernels because I just felt like where the film let itself down with the choices in filmmaking and narrative structure and storytelling and character development that I think just could have had a little bit more complexity just somewhere in there that just would have just helped carry the narrative through. But as I said at the top of the episode, was it uncomfortable? Was it Mm -hmm. meant to be? Was it confronting? Yes, yes, yes. And a very important film to watch for those reasons alone. And there are some really beautiful moments in it, but they're just a bit too few and far between for me, unfortunately. That's never really sometimes always, which is in cinemas now. Now on to news. We got the movie trailer for the film The Dry, and it stars Eric Banner. Gee, I love Eric Banner. What are your thoughts? Oh, I love him. It's so great to see him in an Aussie film again. 100%. So this film is based on the book by Jane Harper about a federal agent who returns to his hometown after 20 years to attend the funeral of a childhood friend who killed his wife and child before taking his own life. This one's expected in cinemas on New Year's Day, and it's great to see that movie makers can find other Australian authors besides Tim Winton (laughs) to adapt. I agree. We got a behind-the-scenes photo shared from the set of Avatar this week showing Kate Winslet filming underwater with what looks like a big set of wings or a cape of some kind. I'd say wings. Jack, I'm flying. (laughs) (laughs) Winslet revealed in an interview that she plays an underwater person named Ronal or Ronal. So she also revealed that she learnt how to free dive for her role and she can hold her breath, get this, for seven minutes and 14 seconds, which she had to do to film scenes like this one depicted in the photo. What the hell? She's like Tom Cruise level crazy. I can't even fathom that. That's amazing. I wonder how long Tom Cruise can hold his breath for. There was that scene in Mission Impossible where he... Yeah. Yeah. I reckon it's up there. He's probably like 15 minutes or something ridiculous. Who knows? But yeah, maybe they should do like a big underwater movie together and like compete for their free diving skills. (laughs) (laughs) Tom and Kate. Now, we got a trailer for Stardust, which is a David Bowie biopic focusing on the period when he created his stage persona, Ziggy Stardust. It co-stars Mark Moron as his publicist, and Bowie is going to be played by English poet and musician Johnny Flynn. I didn't even know this movie was coming. No, I had no idea either. What did you feel from the trailer? I like the spirit that Johnny Flynn is invoking. I have to reserve my judgment till I see the film because I'm not sure what direction it's going to take. I am really interested to understand more about David Bowie because I don't really know much about him or his music, so to speak. So I always love these biopics that kind of uncover the mystery behind uh, someone like David Bowie. It also depends on how grounded in realism it's going to be or whether it's going to take a rocket man turn and be a bit more structured around the music. A persona like David Bowie begs for a more rocket man sort of take on things doesn't it a bit more creative esoteric kind of storyline yeah. yeah so i didn't get a flavor of that in this trailer no. but i mean maybe it's not too vital but i wouldn't be surprised if they went down that road so this is on the film festival circuit at the moment but there's no official word on an australian release date as yet so just keep listening to popcorn podcast we'll let you know 
We found out that Jessica Chastain and Anne Hathaway will co-star as rival housewives in a psychological thriller called Mother's Instinct. It's an English-language remake of a 2018 Belgian film, and the original director, Olivier Masset-Dupas, will also direct this one. Now, I think that's promising. I like when the original creator or director or creative is brought on board for an English-language remake. I was going to ask you that exact question, like, what is your take on the fact that it's been made already? The same creators literally are just making it again. Well, this seems to be a trend that we're seeing at the moment. We've had a few films like that. Downhill, yeah. for example, recently, and Rams. Rams. That wasn't with the original creators, though. Yeah, but it was kind of based on a an Icelandic film of mm. another language and another context and, you know, flipping it for our own relatable context in Australia for that one in particular. But, yeah, no, I think it's interesting that a filmmaker wants to basically make their film again but just using the English language. Mm. But, um, look, what a pair in... Jessica Chastain and Anne Hathaway, so sign me up. I know. The movie is set in the 1960s where their characters are neighbours and friends with kids the same age, but a terrible accident threatens to destroy their bond through guilt and paranoia. Mm, I like the time period that this is set in. It's going to add a whole bunch of layers to it. Oh, and they're just going to look friggin' fine in 1960s costumes, right? Oh, <laughs> and yep. Now, Rachel Bloom from My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend fame, I loved that series, will write an NSYNC movie produced by band member Lance Bass. The movie is based on an idea by Bass (laughs) (laughs) and tells the story of actual best friends Meredith and Winter who spent a summer following NSYNC on their last world tour using money they won on the prices right. Now, that is a great story. I fucking love the sound of this movie so much. (laughs) And I love that Rachel Bloom is writing it because she is just so all over this pop culture era. I've not watched My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but you're a fan. Really? You have to watch it. You have to watch it. Okay, noted. So this is going to be part road trip movie, part musical comedy in the kind of similar vein of Pitch Perfect. So again... I just love the sound of this movie from Mm -hmm. top to bottom. Speaking of boy bands, we've got a teaser trailer for the Bee Gees, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? It's an in-depth documentary into the iconic band Brothers using footage and interviews never seen before and interviews with other famous musician brothers like the Gallaghers and the Jonas Brothers. And It's going to be an interesting doco. These guys were huge. Mm -hmm. So I'm really keen to see this documentary, to be honest. The trailer was nice and snappy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to see that one because it's coming to Australian cinemas on December 3rd. Awesome. Can't wait. That's it for this week of Popcorn Podcast. We reviewed Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. And that's in Aussie cinemas now. Definitely an important film from a subject matter Mm -hmm. and educating yourself on a decision that a woman has to make and all the influence and political noise around it. So, yeah, definitely check that one out. But be prepared because it's an uncomfortable watch. It is uncomfortable. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Come and join us in the conversation on Facebook. Like our page at Popcorn Podcast AU and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about these movies. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.